Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Today we begin the Gospel of Mark. Verse 23 says, Immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Ha! What do we have to do with you, Jesus, you Nazarene? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. Now the unclean spirit convulsed him, and crying with a loud voice came out of him. They were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching? For what authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him? And the report of him went out immediately everywhere into the region of Galilee and its surrounding area. Now notice a couple of things here in our text. One is that this demon-possessed man was in the temple. Imagine that, in the temple. Certainly that'll clarify some things in our minds, huh? And it says this man was possessed by multiple demons. Note the language that says, Have you come to destroy us? It's always interesting in Scripture to see how demons recognized God immediately. Then mankind seems to be able to stare God in the face and never recognize him. Now please notice Jesus' methodology. Jesus didn't counsel this man about his problems. He didn't discuss his disease, quote-unquote, or send him to a 12-step program. He didn't gently persuade the demon to change his behavior. No, Jesus went straight to the heart of the problem, and he rebuked the demon. You see, what mattered at that moment was what everyone was going to do. What physical activity would they embrace? The man, the demon, and Jesus. What action was each one going to take? Jesus herein removed the offense. He didn't try to treat the offense. The problem, you see, had to be taken out. Obvious that throughout the story is the fact that this demon was thoroughly angry about being removed from the picture. You see, Satan considers you his property. And he doesn't appreciate losing out on all of his hard work. You see, when God frees a man from his bondage, well, the world stands in amazement. What in the world is this? I mean, is it a trick? Is it brainwashing? Is it the occult? Notice that man is always quick to attribute such power and change to the dark side, but not to the light. You see, when the world sees you healed and free like this man, or the man freed from demons in Matthew 8, they are amazed. But it will always be easier for them to credit Satan than a God who would then naturally demand a reply. Verse 29 says, Immediately, when they had come out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and he took her by the hand and raised her up. Fever left her immediately, and she served them. 
Well, firstly, it's interesting that Peter had a mother-in-law. Because if he had a mother-in-law, then he had a wife. So this is problematic when it comes to the Catholic teaching that Peter was the first pope because he was therefore clearly married. Now Jesus, he would certainly do some great works in his earthly ministry within the flashy public arena. But he also did much of his work in quiet and private ways. The miracle, this miracle, was not about fame or convincing anyone of his power and deity. It was just about his love for Peter and his mother-in-law and his compassion for the situation. Let it be known that Jesus still works in those same quiet ways. His motivation, you see, is not to be anointed king because, well, he already is king. His motivation is to love us and for us to love him. Verse 32 of our text reads, At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were possessed by demons. All the city was gathered together at the door. He healed many who were sick of various diseases and cast out many demons. He didn't allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now, were all these people seeking his truth and salvation, or were they... Well, like so many that are out there today, just looking for a miracle. Why are we here today? What are our motivations? Do we want him to do for us so that our life here on this planet is more comfortable and enjoyable? Or are we living for the chance to glorify him and to reach others with that same love? Verse 35 of our text says, Early in the morning, While it was still dark, he rose up and went out, and he departed into a deserted place, and he prayed there. Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and told him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let's go elsewhere into the next towns that I may preach there also, because I came out for this reason. And he went into the synagogues throughout all of Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. Now please note that In this passage, Jesus needed time alone with his Father. And like us, he was often hard-pressed to get it. But he had not forgotten his purpose, and that was to preach the gospel. So he got up and he kept at it. You know, sometimes a guy just wants to sit with God for a while. And oh, we should. We must. But the servant has work to do. And frankly, little time to do it. So we could just sit and spend all of our time, well, feeling the Lord. Or we can worship and commune with the Lord and then get moving again. But this time moving with him. Verse 40, a leper came to him, begging him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you want to, you can make me clean. And being moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I want to be made clean. And when he had said this, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was made clean. He strictly warned him and immediately sent him out, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anybody, but go show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded for a testimony to them. 
but he went out and began to proclaim it much and to spread about the matter so that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was outside in a desert place. People came to him from everywhere. The Bible paints a clear picture as to the similarity between the disease of leprosy and the curse of sin. It's what Bible students call a typology. Like sin, leprosy was incurable. It was numbing. It separated us from our family. It grew ugly and, well, it was terminal. This leper, however, knew his terminal state and knew there was only one thing that he could do. And he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus and he did something very special. Please notice the position that he had before Christ. The text tells us he was kneeling. Now this individual came to Jesus, not just with the right physical position, but with the right heart, broken and humble. You see, nothing separates us from the love of Christ and the love of the family of God as much as pride does. Satan, well, he loves our pride. He uses it to convince us of the reality of things that are not there. He uses it to bring hate against others because of what they did to me instead of focusing on what I can do in love for others. Pride, you see, lifts me up and allows me to put others down. It is Satan's main weapon of warfare, even unto this day that we live in. Now this leper, he was subsequently more than healed. The text tells us he was cleansed. Like the new birth of salvation, he was able to start again. Ironically, Jesus asked this man to say nothing, and he told everyone. And Jesus asked us to tell everyone, and well, we tell no one. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 